0: Hi, this is Denny from Sicko and the Drolls.
1: Hi, this is John from Armchair Martian. And you are listening to Take Off Your Pod and Cast It. And you are listening to Take Off Your Pod and Cast It. Whatever the hell that means. All right. So, when you put on here for the episode one, well, welcome to the show, but general idea of the podcast. That is such yeah. an awkward thing to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like.
0: I don't know, just why we're start, what we're gonna, what this podcast is, you know.
1: All right. Yeah. Because
0: it's not gonna be like a news show, you know. I just want to kind of get into the philosophical ideas <laughs> of, of what, pop, pop punk. All right. You
1: know. Yeah, that that works. Yeah, I think I think n- n- news, news podcasts are great, but there's so many of them at this point, you know. Like, yeah. Like it, it like focusing on like, like you know what you're talking about is like a more.
0: Uh... Like you were talking about Milo goes to college, you know. Yeah. You're talking about like uh what were you ta- you saying like uh, if it's a pop punk album or like
1: if it's if it's like a punk was, rock or yeah pop punk I was
0: telling you everything is pop punk
1: and, and, and it almost is like the uh, I think there's definitely songs in the album that lean more towards hardcore punk but then you get towards the end and you get songs like hope and Bikeage. and mm-hmm. like by definition pop punk is punk um with ma- mainly major chords right? Sometimes, right sometimes some minors but it's like punk with more melody and I'm like, that's what those songs are. I was like, that's what that second half of the album is. Yeah. It's just punk with with more melody, you know. And, like, Black Flag isn't pop punk. Like, that's one you can say that is not pop punk. Right. But...
0: But you hear a song like TV Party and you're like, ah, you know? Yeah, I, I
1: guess, I yeah. think
0: things... I think a lot of bands are, like, hybrid, you know? Like... Yeah. For a band, like, we were talking about Take Back Sunday or Brand mm. New. Like, yeah. emo, pop punk, I think a lot of them could be either.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of emo, I'm... Like, it, it draws from pop-punk. Like, I think T- Tom DeLonge, in a lot of ways, influences a, a certain kind of emo. Like, yeah. Sunny Day Real Estate is a kind of emo that I wouldn't mm-hmm. say is super pop-punk. But, like, I think Tom DeLonge heard that, and then he was like, okay, well, I'm doing my pop-punk thing, and I'm of my emo flair, and then you create bands like uh, Newfound Glory. Yeah. You know, like, I, mean, I, I think...
0: And people call them emo now. There's, like, a weird push to call these pop-punk bands emo, like... I've heard people call
1: Dude Ranch an emo album. How? Like, what? Uh, okay. Dude Ranch is like that's that's weird. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> what, that's what whatever. I'm saying. You know, I don't know what 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 what, what I mean. It, it's all classifying music, I guess, is a weird thing to begin with because it's it's all art, but
0: yeah, people have this weird thing of like they need to put a name to it. Yeah, they they, they need to put a certain and labels. I guess we're doing that by starting a pop punk podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I guess like like what you've said about it being. Um, more like like everything is pop punk. You yeah. know, like like that, like like making it wider, making the classification wider is like le- less of giving things a certain label. It's just right. saying like this can fall into it all falls into mm-hmm. this, and you, you open the la- you make it less uh, less gatekeeping, I guess. Even though that's what I was joking with you about yeah. doing on Facebook the other day, but
0: like arguing whether something is emo or pop punk or hardcore or like yeah. And what I really want to do is like people are so scared to say that they like pop punk, you know. To yeah. To use the words pop punk is so like taboo. Yeah. And people are like, no, dude, I'm starting a bubblegum punk band or like a yeah. punk pop band. Like, are no, you, dude, shut up, like, man. This is pop punk. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, casual it up. We got right. pizza on the table. Yeah. I mean, this is a,
1: we a got conversation, pizza. you know. We got some snowballs. Hanging out. Um, let's see. Drinking a right. bang energy. Oh you, oh, you wanted a... Uh, yeah, yeah. Bang Energy drinks are like... That, that, that's that's a pop-punk drink for sure. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think so.
0: I just radiate pop-punk. Yeah, yeah, you do. You, got, you got a to, Blink shirt on? I tried to be alternative for a while in emo, but, you know? No. It's all just pop-punk.
1: <laughs> it, it, it just led you back to, to pop-punk. <laughs> uh, so, you, you wrote on here that you wanted to talk about our, our credentials for the podcast.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was going to be funny with that. But credentials yeah. as far as like... I think... Just sort of your experiences with the genre, you know, like uh, okay, I don't know, like what what connects you to the genre. Uh, I don't know, just like shows you've been to, just whatever. Oh.
1: You know? uh, well, what's crazy, and you're obviously you know based on the picture that you showed me, you're gonna have a different uh like history of of your relation to pop punk. But I grew up and. How old are you? Uh, so I'm, t- I'm about to be 21 right now. Okay, so, cool. So I'm yeah.
0: 27. Just so people. Okay, yeah. So out. I guess
1: yours is gonna be slightly different because you were uh, young enough or old enough when uh, certain albums came out for it to influence you. But like, the, the pop punk that I grew up hearing uh, was not commonly referred to as pop punk, and we t- I'm talking about like like emo stuff, right? Right. And even then, um,
0: like uh, what, like
1: like what type uh, bands? Like I guess we were talking about how like MCR is kind of pop punk, yeah, uh, a, a good bit yeah. of the time. And uh, I grew up hearing some of that. but what, So my parents really influenced my uh, my music taste because, I mean, they're they're already younger people. They're pretty hip. They're, you know, like, you know, they're, they're about, I mean, they booked shows in our yeah, in yeah, our, yeah. our hometown. So uh, I, I grew up listening to stuff that they had. And they had, like, uh, The Killers on all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a big Strokes fan, and it was, like, that kind of stuff, which is, like, not, like, that, that's something you can say that is not pop punk. Right, right, right. You know? Uh, and I, I grew up, honestly, like, Like, bands like like Blink and even, like, Green Day's pop punk stuff. When I was a kid, I had friends that listened to that, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't like that. And then I I went to uh, college, and it's kind of funny. It's like, normally people get into pop punk, it's when they're younger, because it's, Mm -hmm. like, people branded as, like, a younger kid thing. Right. You know, but uh, I I went to uh, college, and I had this friend there named Clay, and he was, like, the original guitarist for my first band, and he was all about uh, pop punk. Like, he he loved Blink so much. Yeah. Like, Like, he just radiated love. For, for Blink and Green Day, and um, he, he, like, almost had to push it on me, and then w- once I really gave it a chance, I was like, this is a whole, yeah, this is, this is like, way different than I thought, or, or, or it's not, but I just appreciate it in a way that I, I couldn't before, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think people get into pop punk when they're young because they can identify with it. Yeah. Like, especially, like, I showed you that picture, I was probably, like, 10 or something yeah. when I really got into Blink. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you, you identify with it so much, and you think it's funny. And then you get older, and it sort of becomes nostalgic. E- and that's kind of what pop punk is. Like, when you listen to, like, Blink or Newfound Glory, it's all about just youthfulness. It's all yeah. about being young. It is. It's all about yeah. youthfulness and just, like, being crazy and just, like, mm-hmm. living free
1: and, you know. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. That, that's, that's definitely, And so uh, it becomes
0: kind of a nostalgia thing. And, and you you start to not identify with it as much, mm-hmm. and you kind of realize, like, oh, Blink-182 were just kind of, like, playing characters. Like, that's not their... Yeah, it's not know? their real
1: lives, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially after a certain point.
0: You gotta get, like, pop-punk woke, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, you realize that these guys are, you know, they were just doing the job type thing. Yeah, It's yeah. almost like wrestling, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, it really is. I mean, yeah. like they have these characters, uh, and they, they get trained in, like, a, pro- a profession. Like, it is, it is their profession. Like, it, uh, you know, it was... Uh, it was Tom Holland's profession to write guitar riffs the way he did, right? And then do some weird, like e- either like weird stuff, like you know, a- like about aliens and UFOs, or like yeah. some stuff about being naked, like running out of yeah, yeah, naked. yeah, exactly. Like, like it, that was his profession, just the same way, like you said, it's a WWE's. It's rest, like their stick, know. you know. Yeah, you, they learned it. But there is a there like
0: is that. some authenticity in it, you know. Like I don't, when you hear a song like Adam's song, I feel like yeah, oh, there's sure. definitely like a personal thing going into that when they're writing it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you hear like all the small things. That's you know like i said just for fun yeah
1: for fun yeah for sure and, and i think um they're they're self-titled they, oh, they get fuck, they, yeah yeah they get to a point where um so which i guess we'll talk about that in a little bit later because i and uh, then the next episode when we talk about a uh, top tier pop punk albums mm-hmm. but like they get uh I, I think they don't necessarily get tired of doing the whole uh characters thing but they realize that uh they they don't want to make that be played played out yet. You know what I'm saying? They they they, they give something else a try and that and they get more real and I think that's why um, that album grabs me the most. Uh, mm-hmm. or I don't want to say the most, but it, it, it grab it can grab me in more than one mood. Yeah. You know. It's weird. So, I think so it started out in the
0: nineties, you know, it was all about selling records and you know, CDs. Yeah. I, I don't know how many if we had an internet service we could look it up how many <laughs> units in 'em of the state sold or uh, dookie or american idiot mm-hmm. or stuff like that but like um lost my train of thought uh, yeah 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 so the in in the mid-2000s or the something like weird happened where like 2003 to 2006 and maybe 9-11 sort of caused this i think it like shook everything up how yeah. art was made you know mm-hmm. but there there became like an authenticity that started coming through You know, when you hear that with, like, self-titled. And and things just got darker. And I think that kind of led to that second wave of pop punk in 2010-ish where it was almost, like, too personal. You know what I mean? Like, you listen to something like The Wonder Years, you know, or uh, mm -hmm. The Front Bottoms, and you're like, dude, like, it just feels
1: so authentic. They put everything of themselves into the... Yeah, and that's kind of a
0: weird transition when you see, like, I don't know. Yeah. When you watch like a video like All the Small Things, or and I'm mm. sorry I to talk talking Blink so much. That's just what I, I, I know mean, the most about. I mean, they of. are like
1: the pop-punk band. So right, right, I, right. It's, you know, only natural. I was always a Blink constantly. kid
0: and not, not as much of a Green Day kid, although yeah. I love Green Day. Yeah. But you know, like you see a video like All the Small Things and stuff like that, and then to go into you know, the one of years and the story so far where it's just so personal and it feels like such a more grounded version of yeah. that. And we can get into that too because we also had
1: like eras of... Yeah, just the er, yeah. different
0: eras. Let's talk about that. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, so, when I... And we can do another... We could do a whole episode. I have it written down pre-pop punks. Like, almost like pop punk before it was pop punk.
1: Like the Ramones.
0: Like Generation X. Like uh, okay. the Ramones. Yeah. Like the Descendants, you know? Yeah. Which is like right around the curve of like... Yeah. You know? And they end up making pop punk
1: after those first couple albums. Anyway. Right. Like straight up pop punk. And there's a so.
0: lot of bands like that where it's like a whole you know few years of bands where it's like the queers screeching weasel i mean
1: yeah. late 80s you know yeah i mean it, it was definitely a thing you know yeah. moving towards the 90s I, I equate that to um so you know I, I like a whole lot of like late 60s early 70s rock yeah and, and i equ- and i equate that to like how the velvet underground and the stooges are like punk bands before punk right and then and then like immediately like you know like, like five years later you have, you have or like four years later after those bands put out their first couple albums you have mm. bands making actual punk music yeah. and I think it's the same thing with like you know what you're saying about like the Queers and uh, the, Ram- the Ramones and uh, like have, they just made like the pre-pop punk pop punk yeah know, like, I mean
0: if you listen to any of these 90s bands I think 90s are the golden age of pop punk I think that you know, yeah. the '80s started it with Screeching Weasel because every band is influenced by Screeching Weasel, the Queers, the Ramones. You yeah, know, yeah. That, that's definitely the beginnings of pop punk, and then you move into like the early '90s to the mid '90s, and you have like Dookie coming out and MXPX and and stuff yeah. like that, and that was like the beginning. And then the late '90s were when they're like, okay, we got the formula. Like and then yeah. they made perfect pop punk albums like Enema of the State and we can yeah. we can go into that you know Enema of the State Dookie yeah those are like perfect pop punk albums yeah you know? and, and, and like you
1: they, they have they have a formula uh-huh. but like I I feel like it, it eventually gets played out um, not necessarily by Blink but I think like Enema of the State follows like I mean the songs follow a very specific formula but they still just kill it yeah like, there, there's still so much of what they're adding to that formula uh-huh. that um like I, I don't mean like God, like, like a a riff, like on jump weed, like, yeah, like, like that, that's something that I feel like the song follows the formula, but I feel like that riff, like you can't formulate that riff, you know what I'm saying? like, like, that's something that happens. uh, That's almost like a magic thing. Yeah. It's definitely a uniqueness
0: to those types and it's, it's all in the artistry, you know, but at the end of every wave, there's always like a band that's just like, uh, we're going to be a part of it too. Like, yeah. And I'm not hating, you know, but like simple plan, you know, Uh, it's like, Oh, here's a formula. You know, and yeah. they write a song like, uh, what's that song like, "Perfect" or whatever. What's that song? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. And then I'll tell you another band. I don't know if I don't know if you like this band, but like State Champs. Oh uh, yeah,
1: man, they do not like right. the,
0: they do like the bony knees thing. It's like you're too on the nose, man. Like yeah, yeah, we all know this formula exists, but you're doing it like
1: a little too late, a
0: little too much,
1: too late. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, like you know, those bands still. Um, I mean, they've they've got the uniqueness, but they it's just not quite the same as uh, as the bands that were doing it first, should I right. say, or we're doing it commercially first, right? Right. Uh, and I guess um, pop punk is uh, a a lot of it is about the commercial aspect. And you said yeah, it's about yeah. it's about moving units and selling records, but uh, uh, a a lot of like the, the bands that get popular in the '90s from it, it, it is about the like, commercial success because like you said, there were bands doing it a little bit earlier mm-hmm. that um but yeah, I guess that's why it's called pop punk and not, right. you know and every, every top
0: pop punk band has like a brand almost, you know like yeah, for sure. you think of Blink and you can just name things associated with Blink like they almost have their own aesthetic you know, Oh yeah, and for sure. uh, even bands like the Wonder Years, it's like they have the little pigeon logo, they've got the yeah. mascot they've got the sure. look yeah. you know, they got the beard you know, Soupy is like you know, a yeah. face like a character that's
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's like the same thing as like uh, Descendants having the Milo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and
0: maybe that's where it began, you know. And uh, Screeching yeah. Weasel had the Screeching Weasel, you know, that logo is so yeah. iconic. Yeah, uh, and I love
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that logo. <laughs> I, I want, I, I now want a t shirt with that.
0: Yeah, getting into like, I'll tell you how I kind of first got into pop punk. It was like, uh, I I got into pop punk really early, like. Probably like the third grade, my mm-hmm. I had an older cousin who was basically an older brother to me. And he brought a bass. He, he lived in Mobile. So he's kind of closer to the city. And, you know, we're from Gadsden. And yeah. I would stay with my grandmother. and He would come visit for the summers. Mm-hmm. And she lived in the middle of the woods. And he would bring a bass. And he would bring, like, Thrasher magazines. And he oh, was nice. just pouring culture on me. Like, whoa. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we also have pop punk culture on here. And it is like a whole culture. Like... With skateboarding mixed in and like. Uh, for sure, yeah. You know, just. there There's a definite culture to pop punk, yeah. you
1: know? It's a general silliness too sometimes. Yeah. Especially yeah. like in the 90s, where you see, you know, the golden age of pop punk, there's just the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's just silliness associated with it, which I mean, that's good, you know? Right. Like, things were, I think, mean, too serious sometimes in other forms of music mm-hmm. that pop punk had to be the one to, to be like, you know, here, blow off some steam. Right, and, yeah. You know, like. <laughs>
0: And my cousin, he would he gave me like a bootleg In of the State, and we would we would stay up like super late watching MTV Top Twenty Five. Nice. And I remember like uh, New Found Glory, All Downhill from Heroes on it. Mm. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two, Down Feeling This, that had just come out. And like we went to wow. Walmart and got that new album. And I remember just like staying up super late, just like drawing the back of like they had the band photo, and I was just like drawing the back of the photos. So nice. it's like, it, pop punk is like a super nostalgic thing for me, you know. Mm and it just kind of spiraled out from there you know there's like little like he got me into no fx he got me into newfound glory he got me into blink he got me into you know
1: hey, so and, yeah so you owe, you owe him your <laughs> yeah so i mean that
0: got me into music so everything that i love has branched you know and you know the, the smiths and morrissey mm. and you know uh i mean any band that i love today is stems from pop punk you know yeah. from hearing like People reference like Blink would reference uh, DHC, Dancehall Crashers, uh, and I was like, okay, let me look up that band. And they would reference uh, who they had Robert Smith on their albums. So like, oh, let oh, me curious? let me Google Robert Smith. Yeah, yeah. I, was so gonna, I was gonna. Blink got that. me into the Cure, yeah. you
1: know. And that's that's crazy. That's so weird. I, I was gonna ask like, how did uh, how how do you get from Blink to uh, Morrissey? Is it because of the well
0: Sorry, I'm still eating pizza. Like, um, so Blink. Gave me the ability to listen to brand new. Who referenced, you know Morrissey oh, yeah, on yeah, uh, yeah. your favorite weapon, yeah. and I was like Morrissey. Who? What is a Morrissey? And then I Google it, and then it's like, oh, more. Oh, it's this guy. Whoa. Yeah. And you the, watch YouTube. Okay. You're like, whoa, dude. Uh, he's like. Yeah, you know, I was
1: wondering if it was if it was like that, or if we're, or if it was because um, it, it's got what's the what's that producer Jerry Finn because he did the Morrissey. All I was wondering yeah, if yeah. he got it through, through that. No,
0: no, that was until later. Like. You know, you'd hear, I think Jerry Finn passed away uh, maybe about 10 years ago, and I heard Mark Hoppus, like, get really emotional talking about Jerry Finn, how he was, a f- he was a fourth member of Blink. Yeah. And so I was like, Jerry Finn, I Googled, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, he was responsible guy, for half
1: the things you like. Right? Every yeah.
0: every pop-punk album that you love, he is behind it. Yeah. You know? or he and we'll, we're going to do him. a whole episode of yeah. Jerry Finn, for yeah. sure.
1: Uh, we were talking about eras of pop-punk, too, I. Uh, um mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we, we've been '90s. Let's let's yeah. move on
1: a little bit. Uh, well, so I got like you know the early stages. We're talking about Ramones, the Queers, Descendants, uh, Scuzzing like Weasel. Skate punk, you know? Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, Operation Ivy, I think, mm. sometimes can be can fall into especially skate punk, but yeah, some pop punk sometimes. And then uh, you know we're talking about mainstream, a blank Green Day, Offspring. Um, and then you said people like to call a lot of pop punk, pop punk bands uh, emo. Yeah, this is where this and podcast
0: gets controversial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This is like early two thousands, right? Like, like I think. Yes. Um, you get like Jimmy World, Paramore, Fall Out Boy. Um, do you consider Fall Out Boy a pop punk band? I'm
0: gonna tell you something, Jesse. All these bands are pop punk bands. <laughs> like Chemical Romance, Paramore, Fall Out Boy. I consider it all pop punk, but it kind of goes back to like the hybrid thing, you know. Yeah. I tell people that just sort of like to be inflammatory. To argue, yeah, it's yeah. fun. To but argue I mean, like,
1: about it. Yeah. I mean, but you're being a little serious, right? Cause like you said, yeah, I mean, the if
0: you listen to uh, "Take This to Your Grave," that is a pop punk album, and it's a incredible, yeah. probably in my top ten pop punk album, like favorite pop punk albums of all time. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, know, I
1: think that that definitely falls.
0: You can't listen to that and say that it's not pop punk, you know.
1: Yeah, there's definitely definitely a, a ton of pop punk elements and, mm-hmm. and anybody that wants to say it's not pop punk has to recognize that they, have they have so much of that influence in there. Yeah. Know.
0: Are you uh, listening? To I'm not okay. I promise from Mike uh, Kim it's yeah. like, dude, that is a yeah, pop, that, that, punk, that is a pop song. punk song, Yeah, you know, and it sure. might have a few minor chords or whatever, like, yeah, you know, but they were kind of moving into that darker thing yeah. that we talked about. And like, uh, what was that band called? They did a song called The Anthem of Our Dying Day. Like that type stuff. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, uh, story of the year.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's still that's still a pop punk song. Yeah, but it just got kind of darker. Misery Business is most definitely a pop punk song. So good, man. Yeah. yeah so good. It, it, I I don't know what else you can classify that as. Like mm. people call that uh power pop. Right. No, it's not. Pa- power pop is just pop punk. Those are
0: people that embarrassed to say the, the word's pop punk. Yeah, because you know
1: because they don't want to be. Because okay, so we were talking about how like the '90s was silliness, right? And just general silliness, right? Uh, with music. Um, after 9/11, th- things change. Uh, 9/11 affected a lot of a lot of bands. Uh, yeah. Like like um, Bleed American. I was reading because uh, that's on like my 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 favorite pop punk albums. But uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was reading that it, so it's called Bleed American, right? They put it out in like July of 2001, mm-hmm. and then um, they were printing the second round of like copies of it and they were like, uh, we shouldn't call it Bleed uh, yeah, American because yeah. of 9-11. So then it's just called Jimmy Eat World.
0: Oh, I didn't A- know that. Yeah, and
1: they, they already had an album called Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> so it got really confusing, but Jimmy they like... World too. Yeah, right? But they, they just, um... Yeah, I, I, I guess it really affected them. The same thing like, uh, the Strokes had their first album. They had a song called New York City Cops. Mm-hmm. And um, the, their album was supposed to come out like late September. And so they, they took that song off in the in the U.S. because, you know. But, yeah. th- I mean, it affected a lot of bands. And then it create I mean, that that created MCR, right? Yeah, 9-11, yeah. they say. Like, I was going to say, that's yeah. like a
0: thing where he was on a train or something and as the tower, he watched the towers go down or yeah, something. I was too young. I didn't really, I wasn't super aware of culture because it happened in the third grade for me. And so I wasn't super aware of culture after, I mean before, so I didn't really notice a switch, but I mean, it definitely, I mean, looking back, you can definitely see that things got darker after 9-11, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Okay, so you say MCR is a, uh, can be pop punk, right? Yeah. I think that first album Mm -hmm. is like really post-hardcore, and it's hard to argue that some of it is pop punk, Mm -hmm. but I think after they got popular from it, they do start making pop punk. They moved popular a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they move, like, he's like, like I'm, I'm not okay is on uh, the second album, right? Yeah. yeah. okay, yeah. And then and then you get, like, Black Parade and Danger Days, right? Mm-hmm. And those are, I mean, Danger Days is a straight-up pop punk album. Yeah. When, when you say, like, and it's kind of funny because uh, when, when they make straight pop punk, I, I kind of like them with more of the elements. Dude, but, yes. Yeah, like,
0: Danger Days is so good. Yeah. It, and that's an album that gets overlooked a lot. Like, nobody yeah. talks about
1: that album. And, and it's because they have the Black Parade, which is, like, the biggest emo yeah. album, you know, of the decade, probably. Yeah, that's you know.
0: true. But Danger Days is so good, and you and I are both very into comics. Yeah. And, like, it has a comic series that follows it. Yeah. Called, uh, was it The Fabulous Life of the Killjoys or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I haven't
1: read it, but I... I actually, I actually realized that that was connected to Danger Days just the other day. And yeah, was like, and so oh, man, he's, like, playing a that.
0: character in the whole album, you know, as a concept album that, like, tells the story of mm-hmm. these guys. Yeah. This is very good. I, I recently went back and listened to this, and I'm like, this is did, did very you, good.
1: So you, you read the comic, too? mm mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I need to check that out. We should we should do an episode on that. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we that's should. A, that's like... That
0: kind of goes into the culture thing we're talking about, how, yeah, like, it's... you know, you look at certain movies and certain, like, things, and they're mm. just inherently pop-punk. Yeah, you know? they just like, radiate that energy. You think of a yeah. movie like Mallrats, you know? To oh, me, yeah. that's like a pop-punk movie, just yeah. the mall. I, and I think maybe, maybe what sort of 90s pop-punk did was, like, reference to the mall. There was always skateboarding in a Blink video, mm-hmm. Soda, comics, you know? Like, yeah. it's all sort of intertwined, you know? And you, like, American Pie. Stuff like that. Oh, it's yeah. very pop punk.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got like a soundtrack that's got a ton of pop punk songs on yeah. it, right? So. I want to
0: do an episode on soundtracks too. Oh, could, oh yeah. That, yeah, that's a good idea. We could do some fun stuff with
1: that. I got, um, after that emo era, I have Easy Core on here. Mm-hmm. And I n- I'd never referred to anything as Easy Core. But yeah, I was, was looking so... up like the eras of pop punk. And yeah. it was like Newfound Glory, uh, A Day to Remember, Easy Core. And I was yeah. like, what does
0: that even mean? And it kind of influenced like that stuff. To me, the late 90s stuff. There's, like, different uh, paths you can take, right? So there's Blink, and I think they influenced certain bands. Like, you hear Neck Deep and, uh, like, uh, The Wonder Years, even, is very, like, sort of Blink to me. Yeah, I can get that. And then, sort of a hybrid of Blink and New Found Glory, but New Found Glory also is a huge influence on, like, I think, the story so far, and also The Wonder Years, like I said. Yeah. You know? You can just hear those bands like come back, and those bands are harder, obviously. Like the one year's kind of uses harder, you know yeah. what I mean. They're not as like poppy and dancey and yeah. fun. Yeah.
1: I mean, they 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 use some of that that emo post hardcore early two mm-hmm. thousands. You know that th- that influences them a- along with like you know yeah. I, I see that you're wearing a blank shirt. It says March twenty if two thousand fifteen mm-hmm. was. So, so is that a show that you went to? Yeah, so... Was Tom still in the band then, or was he gone already?
0: No, he was gone. So I saw Blink in 2009 on the reunion, which I was like, dude, when I... Someone, I was riding yeah. a school bus, and someone was like, did you watch the Grammys last night? I was like, no, I didn't watch the Grammys last night. He said, Blink got back together. And I thought he was, like, lying. I was like, dude, get out here. And then I got home, and I was like, oh... Because I had been waiting for, like, yeah. you know, four years. And then, you know, so I you saw the perfect them, age
1: for it. Yeah. Yeah, it was...
0: And you wanted to do an episode on Blink, and I'm yeah. very down for it. Uh, yeah. I could talk about that. I'm very knowledgeable about that stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I saw Blink in 2009 with their reunion tour, and then my friend, uh, Troy, wanted to fly out to California to mm-hmm. see Matt Skiba's first shows in this new yeah. supergroup that is Blink, you know? Yeah. And so we, we saw him at Soma in San Diego, and we saw him at, uh, at that festival that Travis Barker does. It's oh, like a yeah. car festival and tattoo festival and yeah, like music right. festival, it's really cool.
1: So what was it music. was it was it good then? Like were you Yeah, it
0: was good. I think Matt Skiba was like very tense at the time. Like he really wanted to do well, you know. Oh,
1: so it, was it better then than what you see now online of
0: No, I mean Blink is to me Blink is Mark. Tom and Travis, yeah. I, I think to everyone on Earth. Yeah, yeah. That's what Blink I is. Been,
1: I haven't been able to get into this stuff that because they've done two albums with Matt now, they did California and uh, yeah, and um, what's that? What's the Nine? Is that what it's called? Yeah, and yeah. it's okay. I've
0: come around to Nine
1: a little bit, but yeah, I need to, I need to listen to it again. I only listened to it once when it first came out, and I was like, ah, I can't do this right now. Yeah,
0: I feel like everything is moving, and we can go back and talk about the 2010 some more. But where I think pop punk is going, and may you know. It's, uh, it's going in sort of a, you know, like Machine Gun Kelly just released, yeah. uh, whatever that album is called. And it's not, you Tickets know, it, it's not bad, so a, yeah. but it is very, like, formulaic, you know? It could be yeah. a Simple Plan
1: album. Yeah, I mean it, it, I mean, it sounds like he's trying to be Simple Plan and blank. I mean, he, I mean, he even has Travis Drum on half of it, right, but or most what, of it. So. Yeah, most of it, I think. But what's cool about it is that he's a rap
0: guy doing pop punk, and I think mm. that's kind of the gimmick for him. And a lot of people are doing that now. Like, if you listen to emo rap, like the new thing, it's yes. basically pop, pop is Blink-182 songs with uh, hip-hop, with yeah. beats behind it, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, if you listen to, uh, I don't know, I can't name any emo rap songs, but, you know, <laughs> there are plenty. Yeah. I, but I think that's the direction it's going, because if you listen to, Blink is always sort of, in my opinion, Blink is always early on stuff and, like, move the needle. like yeah like they released uh self-titled in oh three i think yes yeah, and sure. and that seems kind of early for like if you look at everything else it's like people started getting dark in like oh five oh six yeah. they were doing it in oh three you know yeah yeah they were and like they released a perfect pop on the state in 1999 mm-hmm. you know and everybody else was kind of 2001 that's when they were doing like you know, newfound glory was yeah. releasing their self-titled and stuff. Yeah, because they so they were always kind of blinker 2, I feel like has always moved the needle.
1: Yeah, the the, the forerunners. Of, yeah, well, that's why you know, that's why I say like they're the pop punk band because they, you uh-huh. know, they, they they reinvented what pop punk was at the time when they did it, and then they just kept doing that with every every album I think up yeah. until, uh, up until like neighborhood. I mean, it's, it's still a good album, but I think uh, what were they? Is that I called think, neighborhood or neighborhoods?
0: Yeah, neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. 2011. I think, I think they yeah. were also. Pushing the needle with neighborhoods, but you know that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah. now with nine, since Tom has left, they're sort of pushing it in a new direction. But they're definitely trying to move the needle. Yeah. And if you listen to the new Blink album, it almost plays as an emo rap album, like yeah, like the the melodies that Mark sings on it is very sort of like rappy, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. That, I think that's what I couldn't get behind at first. But I'll up to But if you come to... in it
0: with if you come into it with that mindset of like this is sort of like an emo rap album, it's like, whoa, this is kinda cool that Blink is doing this. Yeah. And it's a little cringy at times, like, okay, you're like yeah. fifty dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, but it I don't know, I've come around to it, you know, with Travis Barker's like hip hop influence and, and Mark's genius melodies, you know, it's, yeah. It's a cool thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll have to give it another try now. Uh, I mean, I guess I should if we're gonna do a pop punk podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know. I
0: think that I think that's kind of where the genre is going. I I'm not opposed to it, but I also wish that like, you know, it would go in a another direction. I wish it would kind of fork off and kind of go into more of an alternative, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, it
1: could. It could. I mean, it it it's gonna go through like. I think pop punk is not in a very good place right now. Uh, uh, I think as far as, certain, like as, as commercial pop punk releases. We're bringing it back.
0: Yeah. That's why we're doing this. We're yeah, bringing absolutely. it back. In I the mean, storage unit, We are.
1: this is yeah. where it is
0: born. Planting yeah. the
1: seed. Yeah, for sure. We're in a storage unit with no internet. Yeah. Right. We're just going back to the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, I mean, honestly, no internet is just about as good as dial-up. Right? So. Yeah.
0: So, let, to kind of wrap it up, just like what are, what are your uh like plans for this podcast like what do you want to do with this podcast and i i can i'll, I'll talk when you're done about sort of my all ideas what i want this podcast to be
1: all right well yeah mine are, mine are going to probably be kind of similar but um i think like you, you call it like a philosophy mm-hmm. or you know like the philosophy of pop punk yeah. i kind of just want to go through and analyze uh everything about the culture um, sometimes you can go album by album, you know, ones that are super important, like, like, you know, uh, Animo of the State mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, "Blank" self-titled. I think American Idiot, um, which is actually w- one of my least favorite commercial pop-punk albums. Yeah. And, I, and I'll <laughs> tell you, and, and I just, I just kind of have a thing against Billy Joel Armstrong. But, um, <laughs> but I think, like, e- 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 even then though, I can recognize that see so, you know, like album by album, things like that. Um, I think also, like, you know, we were talking about, like, pop-punk is... I think there's a lot of misconceptions about it, you know, Mm. I feel like we can kind of set it straight. It's like a stigma to
0: it, I want to, that's my plans, I just want to remove the stigma to saying the words pop punk, you know, like, no more bubblegum punk bands, no more alternative emo, like, listen, let's do it, if you're going to do it, you got to commit. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to do, is just, like you said, dive into the philosophy of it, and just talk about the culture, and sort of our experiences with it, and I think it's going to be cool because I, I've i got a whole different perspective, you know, than yeah. you do. And I think we, I don't know how into it you got around like 2010, but I was like deep into it because I've been <laughs> listening to it my whole life and it's like, oh, it's coming back. Like I'm diving in. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I just dove headfirst into a,
1: you know. trying try to think what I was listening to it in 2010. I think I was listening to Drake Bell. Yeah. yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was in a
0: Blink pretty exclusively from middle school to high school and just sort of bands around blink yeah and then 2000 probably 11 when i graduated i was listening to the wonder years mm-hmm. and that sort of opened me up to this entirely new the entire yeah. new world of like the story so far and like you know just that whole wave of bands
1: yeah just like i, I guess the the more emo pop punk right yeah like we the... could do a
0: whole that would be a fun episode just to do it on like specific eras you know we could yeah. we could do a 2010s pop punk episode and like just go deep on the one year story yeah. so
1: far. Yeah, yeah, we should.
0: Uh, you know, modern baseball, that whole that whole group man overboard. But yeah, that's kinda yes. what I you know. And we'll we're gonna dive deep, man. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs>